Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. Celebrated American author Mark Twain, who is known for his novels, but also has some wonderful and thought-provoking quotable phrases, he once commented, the only way to keep your health is to eat what you don't want, drink what you don't like, and do what you'd rather not. Sounds pretty real. So often in life, the things that might come naturally are not always the best choices to make, the best direction to take. I might naturally like sugar and alcohol, but those things are not good for my health. Life just seems to have these sorts of rules to it. And so, likewise, in our second reading today from St. Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, he also shares that what might be a natural thing to do isn't necessarily the right thing to do. And Paul tells of an experience that he had Although the first time he says it, he's referring as though it was another person, kind of like we do when we said, I, I need to know this for a friend when we're really talking about ourselves, who has, Paul had a very spiritual experience. This was something that many teachers, prophets, and the like would boast about in a city like Corinth, a very populous city with many philosophers and religious teachers telling of surreal experiences would gather a following with these folks. And Paul, though, was going in a different direction, not wanting to boast of his charismatic or his mystical experience. He says, I will not boast except of my weaknesses. And that's certainly a different direction than what would have been expected in his time. And he goes even further saying, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. And whatever this thorn in the flesh was, a physical ailment or a spiritual difficulty, whatever it was, we do not know, but it was there from Paul's perspective to keep him humble. He appealed to our Lord for it to leave him three times. And you could imagine his Corinthian hearers to expect once again the power of his prayer. The first time he prayed, It was not removed. The second time, it was not removed. The third time, the expectation that God took away the thorn, the room would be deflated, though. Still, it was not removed. This is not the answer they were looking for. And yet, St. Paul heard from our Lord these words, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Grace, a word filled with meaning and Christian theological richness. It is the Greek word charis, often translated as grace and sometimes as gift. Theologically, it is to receive favor from God, that which we don't earn or deserve. And so what our Lord is saying to Paul is that God's grace, his gift, is sufficient The grace of God is enough for life. In our weakness, it is God's grace which is the greatest gift. It is God's grace that is sufficient. 
not the power, not the overwhelming revelations and visions, not the triumphalism that is often promoted by the church. It is God's grace present in our weakness that is where the power is. And so often in our world, what comes naturally is to talk about our successes, to promote ourselves, to share how great our this is or, or our, our that is. We don't necessarily want to dwell on our weaknesses. We don't want to share about how we blew it. When I have interviewed for jobs in the past, especially in, say, the, the banking world, seeking a promotion, I like it in those interviews when, when they've asked me to talk about some of my successful moments, because I can tell some good stories and how we worked together as a team and, and got the job done and so forth. But when they asked me to share about a time when I failed, well, that's no fun. Always hoping not to say too much about my perceived weaknesses. And if I do, so often we want to share about how the weaknesses actually were a helpful thing in the end, so it really wasn't a weakness in some way. Frankly, most of the time, we don't even want to admit our faults. We are pretty good at naming other people's faults for sure, but our own faults, let's not go there. We usually resist the idea of confession. Let's, let's, just, let's just keep that in the Roman Catholic Church. We struggle to make right what we did wrong, especially if we can get away with it. And when we struggle, we have a prayer. We desperately want answered in the way we want it answered. And often, we grow weary. Will the Lord ever heal this? Will the Lord take care of this? Lord, when will you correct this? We heard in Deacon Kim's sermon last week, a wonderful sermon, if we don't get the answer we want or in the time frame we want it, so often we might turn to suggest that we need a, a certain person to pray for us or a certain prayer formula. Or perhaps there is something wrong with me why I'm not receiving this answer to my prayer. But that's not how it works. St. Paul, I am sure, wanted his thorn in the flesh removed. He prayed that it would be gone three times. <clears throat> and yet he got a different message than the one he wanted. Boast in our weakness. Grace is sufficient. God's power is made perfect in weakness. The answer to his prayer was to be made strong in his weakness. Remember, the kingdom of God is an upside-down world in comparison to the kingdoms of this world. Miracles and healings certainly do happen today. They can happen instantly or through the practice of a doctor. And sometimes they do not happen in any of these ways. And sometimes our healing will take place when we are with Christ forever. But the lesson from St. Paul here is not one of triumphantly going around like the world revolves around us. It is a lesson about humility, meekness, and trust in the living God. Our world seeks power. It seeks the skilled, silver-tongued speaker. People are attracted to power and those who flaunt it in the right way. But Paul has discovered a different kind of strength, the kind that's really worth having, 
and that to possess it, you have to be weak. And he's discovered that that is part of what the gospel of the crucified Messiah is all about. You see, when we say that Jesus is our Lord, we say that we are obedient to his commands and scripture. It means we no longer live for ourselves, but for the one who died for us. And when we say that Jesus Christ is our Savior, we say that we are sinful, broken, and in need of help. It means that we can't save ourselves. Only Jesus can. It is when we admit our weakness that Christ lifts us up. His power is made perfect in weakness. His grace is sufficient. For it was on the cross, the very point of suffering and weakness, that that is the glory of God. It is the cross which is the power of God, the cross that is the victory of God. And yet, the crucifixion was a symbol of Roman power over the the humiliation and weakness of the one being tortured. In the kingdom of God, God's grace is sufficient for us, for power is made perfect and weakness. So yes, we pray for a miracle. Yes, we pray for that healing. Yes, we hope for moral change in our world. Yes, we work for peace and the dignity of every human being. And yet, while we live in this world, we live not in the power of this world, but in the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness and being found in appearance as a man. He he humbled himself to become obedient to death, even death on a cross. That is the mind that we are to have, a mind of humility. God's grace is sufficient for us, for power is made perfect in weakness. That is our lesson for today, to be a humble people, serving the Lord Jesus by the power of the cross. As St. Paul summarized it in the last verse of our text, he said, Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.